It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Crossover Thursday, the Locked On Podcast Network. Marcus Mosier of the Locked On Cowboys podcast with me today to preview this weekend's NFC East clash between your Washington football team and those Dallas Cowboys. And we've got the latest injury updates from midweek practice all coming up on this episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. You are Locked On Washington football team. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm David Harrison, your host for this episode. My co-host Chris Russell off for this specific show. You can find him on Twitter at WrestleMania621. Find me at dharrison82. I am also writing for SI.com Washington football team coverage. Chris can be found Monday through Friday on the Team 980 with his partner, Pete Medhurst, on the Russell and Medhurst Show. You can also find that show on Odyssey. We thank you for making the Locked on Washington football team podcast your first listen. Every single day we are free and we are available on all platforms. Find the show on Twitter at LockedWFTPod. This episode is brought to you by Stat Hero, the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house and head-to-head fantasy matchups. Winner take all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on. And use the promo code Locked On for a 100% deposit match. It's another crossover edition of the Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. I am Marcus Mosier. Today, I am joined by the fantastic David Harrison, uh, who also does a little bit of work for Locked On Bucks. But we're not going to talk about them today. We're talking about the NFC East, the Cowboys, and the Washington Football Team. David, how are you doing today, sir? Oh, I'm doing great, Marcus. Looking forward to a great NFC East divisional. Matchup, the first of five for Washington. I think it's the first of five for both teams, actually, isn't it? Uh, Dallas has four, right? They played okay. the Eagles and Giants, but they play a, just a bunch of division games yeah. coming up. So uh, you guys are going to see a lot of NFC East action here over the next month. Uh, well, I want to start in the same place that we started with a lot of conversations. That's quarterback. I mean, most important position on the field, and you guys have Dak Prescott, and it's it's kind of a weird dynamic, man. I'm, I'm, I always tell our, my audiences, both on Locked on Washington and Locked on Bucks, and I'm a football fan before I'm a fan of any mm-hmm. any one team, and I'm more of a people fan than anything. Uh, I love Dak Prescott's, again, his, kind of his story of being undersold, and it kind of reminds me of Russell Wilson a little bit of, you know, well, he's this and he's that, and he can't, and, and people kind of forget the heart uh, and the leadership and the lion that it takes to win football games. So coming out of the NFL draft, I was much higher on Dak than a lot of people were. As we've gone on, though, People have gotten higher on Dak in the NFL than I am. I don't think Dak is this revolutionary franchise leading quarterback that honestly, not I don't know, I want to say deserves the money he's getting from a like personal standpoint, but from a team construction standpoint, what uh, a cap hit like like that dedicated to one position does to building uh, the rest of your team. Am I wrong there? Am I right there? What is what is Dak Ben? Because I go back to last season when he got injured and we said, oh, you know, derailed the entire Cowboys season. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. The Dallas Cowboys weren't doing all that well from a win loss perspective when he got hurt in the first place you see the team win five in a row after losing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and everybody says this is the Dak Prescott Dallas Cowboys we expected but now they've lost uh, three of the last five I think health obviously has something to go into that so what's been going in with this kind of like Jekyll and Hyde type of situation with the Cowboys of of dominating early in the season now kind of I don't say struggling but you know uh, two and three in your last five games obviously you're not dominating anymore 
yeah, so we could turn this into like an hour discussion. Yeah. Because I'm Dak. So uh, I always look at things from a quarterback perspective. When quarterbacks are struggling, are there, is there a reason for their struggles or is it an excuse? Because if you're looking for excuses, well, Dak had a calf injury. Amari Cooper missed two games. And even last week when he was back, he wasn't healthy. CD Lamb missed a game and a half because of a concussion. I, I think those are all legitimate excuses, right? And reasons why he's struggling. But I think Dak would tell you he's just not seeing things as clearly as he did early in the season. They've had a lot of turnover on their offensive line. They've had a lot of guys in and out of the lineup. Uh, there just hasn't been really any continuity at all. And when you play three games in 12 days like they did, you're not, you can't really solve a lot. So the hope is that with this 10-day break, you know, they last played on Thursday, they can kind of get things solved. They're going to have their full starting offense for the first time this season. Uh, you know, when I say starting offense, I mean, Amari Cooper is going to play as many snaps as he usually would. I, I think I think he's going to play well. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he's been a little bit off. And I, I just don't think he's seeing things as clearly as he did early on in the year. And uh, it's something to be a little bit concerned about, but I'm not I don't think it's going to derail their season. Yeah, I don't think when I watch Dak, you know, I, I don't think he's off as off as Russell Wilson has been. Uh, as of late, I know they just got a big win over the 49ers, but kind of leading up to that game and what we saw against Washington, mm-hmm. a verily, very inconsistent quarterback now, right now, in, in Russell Wilson. I don't see that level of disconnect in, in Dak Prescott, obviously. Well, just kind of. And this is what I would say, David, really quickly. Just like <laughs> he's still completing a high percent of his, of his passes. And if right. you go watch the, like, the tape, he's pretty accurate. Like he's not missing throws. What he's missing is instead of throwing a three yard out to Cedric Wilson on third and four. Amari Cooper's wide open down the field for a 40-yard play. Yeah. It's those type of plays that he's missing and not seeing. And I think that's been the difference because early in the year, he was hitting on every single one of them. I think that's what the Cowboys' offense is missing right now. And this is going to be one of those weeks. Earlier in the season, Washington fans and, and media, like we were all kind of, it was kind of like a woe is me type of situation week in, week out because it just seemed like whatever was ailing a certain team, they would face the Washington football team and all of the things would get better. Josh Allen looked like an MVP candidate. Uh, again, with the mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills the week they faced Washington and then really hasn't looked uh, up to that par really since since that game. So this could be that situation. The Watch football team has been susceptible to deep passes uh, being completed against him. William Jackson has been kind of hot and cold. Sometimes he's great in coverage. Sometimes he's, he's just mugging guys and, and drawing flags left and right. Do you expect this to be a game where Dak does challenge down the field more against this, this defensive secondary? And uh, I know you said that the entire starting offense is going to be playing for the first time really this season. So that's obviously good news towards the health. But how healthy are those receivers really? Because I know that's had a big impact as well. Yeah, this is as healthy as they've been all season. Uh, Amari did play last week against the Saints, uh, but he was not in shape at all after coming off the COVID list. Sounds like he's ready to go. Uh Michael Gallup had a calf injury, still kind of working his way back from that. He's good to go. He's not on the injury report this week. And then CeeDee Lamb uh, was dealing with a couple things, including concussion. He's ready to go. So I do think the Cowboys are going to challenge Washington deep. Uh, because they have their full offensive line, I think Prescott's going to feel comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, taking the time to set up and throw the ball down the field. Uh, it should be a game in which Dallas tries to attack Washington because, as you mentioned, that's where you can kind of get them. And we've seen some coverage breaks, you know, in bust from Washington this year. Right. I think the Cowboys would be wise to attack them early and often down the field. More with Marcus Mosier of the Locked On Cowboys podcast because no one covers the Dallas Cowboys the way that Marcus does over at that show. And no one plays daily fantasy sports to lose 
Winning feels so much better, but traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This never before seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sport betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts and unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes, you decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head to head is what daily fantasy should be one on one. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on using promo code locked on for a 100% match. Terms and conditions apply. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. That's the approach I would take. If I was the Dallas Cowboys facing the defense, that's the approach I would take. And if you're successful in doing so, you're going to potentially put up some points and put pressure on quarterback Taylor Heineke. And I kind of want to flip a similar question onto you. Um, close to the team, you know how this goes. Closer to the team, you always kind of have a little bit of a, of a different insight or different view of what's going on uh, around the logo, around the brand. What's it look like from the outside with Taylor Heineke and the Washington football team? I mean, is there, you know, the, we have the Heineke hive here in the DMV and, and amongst <laughs> the Washington fans. Um, is there this belief? I mean, we were in the in the Locked On NFL DM there on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there were some guys saying that they would rather take t- Taylor over their you know, specific quarterback right now. I don't think Dak is in that conversation, yeah. but there were some surprises. I'm not going to out anybody for, you know, for their I think you should. That would be great if you did. <laughs> <laughs> but there were some hosts where I was like, you're, you would give up your guy for, for Taylor right now. And I was a little bit surprised by some of that. What is, what is the outside view of Taylor Heineke right now? Yeah, I, I think Heineke is somebody who can put together some long drives. And I think mm-hmm. two or three times a game, you're going to be just stunned at some of the plays that he can make and getting out of pressure and, you know, connecting on some, you know, wild throws. But I think, and we saw it even last week against the Raiders, like you're going to have your chances to pick him off. And I think back to the final drive of the game. I mean, you got to give credit mm-hmm. to Taylor Heineke for getting Washington down there in field goal range to win it. Yeah. But Trevon Merrick, the rookie oh. safety for the Raiders, had the game in his hands. He, yeah. Heineke just threw a bad ball and he dropped it. So he's going to give you some chances. You've got to take advantage of it if you're the Cowboys. But if you just let him sit back there and get comfortable, I do think he's certainly talented enough to, to make enough plays to win this game. Yeah, Trevon Merrick, one of my favorite guys coming out of the draft. I think I think he had visions of that ball sitting on his mantle yeah. a little oh. too soon. I, he's um, got to be sick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, final question, uh, Marcus. Looking at the defensive side of the ball, I think that's really where Dallas's problems, you know, from a consistency standpoint. Mm-hmm. I've kind of bet 14th against the rush. So a lot of people say that and say, oh, well, Washington might have their hands full, but they're 24th per run play in, in the NFL, giving up four and a half yards almost per carry. So it seems a little bit like there's a, a disparity there. People just not running maybe as much against the Dallas Cowboys as much as they're having success on a per run basis. Fully expect Washington 
to come out and, and run the ball here. How do you feel about them stopping Antonio Gibson a little bit bigger than the people I think maybe give him credit for, but not exactly a bruiser. Like he's not going to bring back, you know, memories of Josh Jacobs with the New York Giants or anything, uh, but a little bit harder of a runner than a lot of people give him. How do you feel about those defense facing the Washington offense? Because I feel like this is a race to 20. I feel like the first team to hit 20 is going to win this yeah. game. If neither team hits 20, kind of like what's been happening in the last few games for Washington, the closest Washington. to it is yeah. going to win. Uh, Dallas should know Antonio Gibson very well because mm-hmm. he torched them on Thanksgiving <laughs> last year. I mean, he just had a monster game. I really think that was the, you know, the coming out party for Antonio Gibson. So uh, it's not surprising though, that both teams best running back is from Memphis. Just, just throwing <laughs> that out there. Uh, I, I do think you can run on Dallas. I think that's one thing that the Cowboys will concede because they don't want to give up big plays in the passing game. They'll, they're fine with teams trying to put together 12 and 13 play drives because they believe Ultimately, when you get to the red zone, they're going to make stops. And if you're kicking field goals, that's a recipe for success for Dallas because they're going to be scoring touchdowns on the other end. At least they have been before the last month or so. But uh, I I do think Washington will have success. I will say this about the Cowboys' defense. They've never been healthier. Going into this game, it's the first time all year they're going to have Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, and Neville Gallimore on their defensive line. And why that's so important is – Number one, those guys are really good. Demarcus Lawrence is a Pro Bowl caliber player every time he plays. And number two, that allows Michael Parsons to go back to an off-the-ball linebacker role, which could help stop the run and can help be a little bit more disruptive in the middle of the field. So the Cowboys are healthy. I expect them with 10 days off to look fresh, to to play well in this game. And I do agree with you. I think it's going to be a little bit of a struggle for both offenses in this game. And if you can score 21, 24 points, you'll probably win. Absolutely, Marcus. Either way, I think it's going to be a good game, and uh, we're going to learn a lot about what's going to happen in the NFC here, in the NFC East here, pretty soon. I mean, I think for the 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 fan of late season theatrics, everybody wants Washington to win because you come within a game of the NFC yeah. East title. Each of them goes out, plays another game. I know Washington's got Philly, and then they yeah. come back and potentially come back uh, the the next week after that for a title title match. I mean, it's not going to clinch anything necessarily, but potentially all the chips on the line. Dallas Cowboys wash football team. I don't know if football gets any better. Uh, David, let's let's talk about your Washington team because mm-hmm. Washington's playing really well, right? Four straight wins, I believe, a win over uh, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers that yep. beat my Raiders this weekend. Uh, so uh, tell us, what's been the key for Washington You know, getting all these wins? Uh, running. Running the football has been the key for, uh, for Washington getting these wins. And you go back to that win, uh, over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, their, their first win coming out of the bye. Nobody gave them a chance. Even, you know, Chris and myself on the Locks on Washington football team podcast, we even told the fans, like, listen, we, you know, we would all love for, for the Washington football team to pull this upset off. We just can't see it happening the way they were playing football heading into the bye. But they came out leaning on the run game. The defense had been getting uh, incrementally better, you know, even going into the bye week. And they kind of had like kind of a, a larger step uh, in that game specifically and then and that's really where you kind of see the emergence of them just leaning on the rush and as of right now uh, anytime Taylor Heineke throws 35 passes or fewer in a single game uh the Washington only has one loss and that's at him as a starter uh mm-hmm. so not including that Los Angeles Chargers game where he came in in relief of Ryan Fitzpatrick but in games where he throws more than 35 passes uh they have a losing record and that's where most of their losses come from now obviously some of that is anecdotal right because if you're right. trailing you're going to throw more but a lot of that when you look at the stats and how they translate on the field it's become the mantra of the team to rely on Antonio Gibson, JD McKissick when he is healthy. Uh, he missed last week. Hopefully he's going to be back this week. We'll, we'll kind of, I'm not, I'm not 100 confident that he'll be back, but we'll see 
what happens on that front. But even Jared Patterson, uh, and then they brought in some other running backs, you know, to, to kind of help out. If Washington's defense can keep the Dallas Cowboys from scoring, that's pretty much how they like to do is keep the game a low scoring affair, lean on the run, control the clock, and minimize the damage either quarterback can do to Washington's chances of winning. Uh, I want to talk about Logan Thomas. So, mm-hmm. we, man, last week was rough. Um, yeah. We we both watched that game. The Yannick and Gakwe play is just so unnecessary. And right. I know it's not necessarily a uh, what do you want to call it? A, a play that he he's not supposed to make. It's just unnecessary, right? Like Ngakwe right. rolled right into Logan Thomas's knee, and now it sounds like he's out for the season. Correct? Yeah, he just got put on IR Wednesday morning. It's yeah, it's tough because he is really a good player. And he's really transformed himself into one of the better tight ends in the league. So. Mm-hmm. My question for you is without Logan Thomas in the lineup, we know what Terry McLaurin's going to do. Who is the other guy that's going to help create some chunk plays in the passing game? So Curtis Samuel's return has has shown some new wrinkles to the Washington offense. I expect them to come out with a few more uh, this weekend against the Dallas Cowboys as Curtis continues to get in and kind of into rhythm. We're seeing them allow Taylor Heineke to move a little bit more by design. Not really doing a lot of run plays, but we have seen some run option plays. We have mm-hmm. seen uh, there was a beautiful play action bootleg pass that they had with Taylor early uh, in the game against the Las Vegas Raiders. Would love to see more of that. And you kind of get the feeling that Scott Turner's trying to kind of roll this stuff out a little bit as it goes. But the return of Curtis Samuel really allows the Washington offense to do a lot more motion, a lot more misdirection. You see some play action uh, where they're running the ball, but they'll fake it to Curtis on a sweep or a jet, and then they'll give it you know, to JD or Antonio, whoever it is that ends up running with the football and just little things that make the defense either hesitate for a second or anticipate something. And those always open the door. to like a backdoor cut or a play action later on down the line. And those are kind of the things that you want to see in this chess match. uh, That is football and Scott Turner really kind of starting, I think to, to customize the offense a little bit to Taylor Heineke. I don't think he did that as much earlier in the season, because I think there was just always this anticipation that eventually Ryan Fitzpatrick would come back. And while, Fitzpatrick has uh, underrated athleticism. Nobody's going to call him an athletic quarterback. He can move. You just don't want to make him move. You know what I mean? Um, Whereas Taylor, you can actually design some movement there uh, and and actually play to his strengths a little bit because I think the more he thinks about the pass that he's throwing, that's where he actually tends to get in trouble. Uh, And then Ricky Seals-Jones. I mean, he's inside in that nobody outside of Washington really talks about, but got a lot of experience filling in when Logan Thomas was injured. Uh, At first was injured last week. Unfortunately, would have loved to see Logan Thomas and Ricky on the yeah. field at the same time. Rookie John Bates, uh, the tight end from Boise State, has actually done really well, and he's actually grown like right in front of our eyes almost weekly. You can see him getting better, especially as a receiving threat. So there are some players there uh, that help this offense be a little bit more dynamic. The big one to get back, though, this weekend will be J.D. McKissick if he does return. Both the Dallas Cowboys and Washington football team looking for a win this weekend on what they believe is their road to Super Bowl 56 at SoFi in less than 100 days and on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit on location exp.com SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's on location exp.com SB56 or search Super Bowl on location today's episode also brought to you by betonline.ag who has you covered all season with more props odds and lines than ever before as football continues its march towards the playoffs bet online remains your number one spot for all your sports action this season head to the new desktop or mobile website sign up today 
and get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using the promo code Locked On. Whether it's basketball, football, hockey, boxing, UFC, or your favorite Vegas casino games you're looking for, don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers for 2021. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. I did see that J.D. McKissick was uh, at least back on the practice field on Wednesday, so that's a good sign that he might be available. Uh, All right, last question for you before we we switch this around. Mm -hmm. The defense. um, With Chase Young and Montez Sweat, they really struggled. Now that they're both out, they're playing well. Now, I know it's not because of those guys because those two guys are really good, but what's changed since those guys have kind of left the lineup? Honestly, it's playing within the defense. You know, Jack Del Rio mentioned it. Jack is a guy that doesn't want to give, you know, you mentioned uh, uh, the Raiders and, and all that. So, so Raiders fans know the Raiders media, you know, Jack's not going to give you anything he doesn't have to give you. So he doesn't really come out with it a whole lot, but he did mention players not playing their assignments, kind of getting getting outside of their lanes and trying to do a little bit too much to be the guy to make the play. And head coach Ron Rivera has a great saying that I absolutely love hearing, and that is that the play doesn't care who makes it, right? So like a touchdown pass doesn't care if it's Amari Cooper or if it's six-round draft pick that you've never heard of catching the football for the Dallas Cowboys. The play just needs to be made. For the Washington football team, they had so many young potential playmakers on the team that wanted to be the guy. They wanted to be the hero. They wanted to make the play to spark their team. And that's a great mentality to have, great motivation to have. But sometimes that causes you to do things off script that causes the rest of the things that happen around you to break down. And that's what we were seeing a little bit with Montez Sweat and Chase Young. I think more with Chase Young than Montez. Chase is trying to live up to that billing, live up to the hype and everything. Maybe just trying to do a little bit too much, setting up an outside rush when he's got an inside fill. And then he, he, he doesn't, get, doesn't get back in time. Uh, and, and the ball carrier gets loose, things like that. With Casey Tuhill uh, and Shaka Tony and James Smith Williams filling in defensive end positions, what you see is two edge or three edge setters really kind of in tandem, really Tuhill and, and Shaka Tony. That if my job is to set the edge, I'm going to set the edge. If my job is to push the running back back into the line of scrimmage, I'm going to do that. And they don't go out there and really freelance a whole lot. So while they don't have necessarily the athletic talent and, and the ceiling that those guys have in, in Montez and Chase. They're just doing their job and playing within the defense and trusting the guys around them to also do that. And that, I think, is a big part of why this defense has gotten better. And the hope is that as they're having to watch, that they're kind of seeing that you can be a playmaker without necessarily making the highlight play and really help your team be a lot better. Montez Sweat, we were hoping to get him back this week. It looked like he was on track to come face the Dallas Cowboys, which would have been huge. Uh, But as of Wednesday morning, he's been put on the COVID-19 reserve list, and now he's going to be out for 10 days. Defense has been really good lately. 17 points to Denver, 19 points to Tampa Bay, 15 to Seattle, 15 to the Las Vegas Raiders. The Cowboys are going to have their hands full in this matchup for sure. Marcus, I appreciate your time. Appreciate the conversation. Look forward to doing it again very soon. Good luck this weekend. Absolutely, David. We'll see you in just a couple weeks. Yes, sir. That was Marcus Mosier of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Again, thank you to Marcus for dropping in, dropping some knowledge for us, and then flipping the script a little bit, asking me some questions about the Washington football team. That should be an amazing matchup. And before we get out of today's episode, we're gonna go over the Wednesday injury reports from both Washington and Dallas, not participating in practice for the Washington football team, safety Landon Collins, linebacker Jamie Davis, and guard Wes Schweitzer, limited in practice, defensive tackle Jonathan Allen, linebacker Jordan Kanazic, center Tyler Larson, wide receiver Curtis Samuel, guard Brandon Scherf, and tight end Ricky Seals-Jones, of course, Tight end Logan Thomas put on the IR by the Washington football team, effectively ending his 2021 campaign. If you didn't hear my conversation with Vernon Davis about that move and about what it means for the tight end and for the Washington football team, 
Check out the bonus episode that dropped last night's on your podcast feed. For the Dallas Cowboys, not participating, wide receiver Noah Brown and running back Tony Pollard. Cedric Wilson also on the injury report, as well as Ezekiel Elliott, who has a knee injury but was a full participant in practice for the Dallas Cowboys. We thank you again for making us your first listen every day. And for your second listen, please check out the Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. That is going to wrap up today's episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Guys, Chris and I will be back tomorrow with more injury updates, more news, notes, and comments, and we will have our final preview predictions and everything that we think the Washington football team needs to do in order to defeat the Dallas Cowboys in week 14 of the 2021 NFL season. Until we speak again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and thank you for joining me right here at the Locked On Washington football team podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.